Helping people is what I'm all about. Just don't expect any good results. You gotta study back home because my exquisite derriere might make you say otherwise. Don't expect me to fight the power without creating a scene. Hello, and welcome to the Real Housewives of River Heights. My name is Jade Gregory, and with me today I have Tina. Hey, how's it going, my little doves? And we have Nikki. Hey, guys. And today we're going to be talking about Nancy Drew's Stay Tuned for Danger. We are all in-house. All three of us only. Just the three of us. Alright, just a spoiler warning for everyone and not safe for work. There will be swearing. There will be spoilers of the game if you haven't played it yet. And just a quick introduction of our game for today. We are on game number two of the Nancy Drew Point and Click Adventure by Her Interactive. It was released on November 13, 1999. It was officially discontinued in 2011 and then it was re-released in 2016 so that way it could work on newer gaming systems. It is based off of one of the many wonderful Nancy Drew books. It has the same title that was released in 1987. So um, I like to point out that there are two key um, diversions in the plot from the book to the game, which I think are pretty interesting. The first one is that in the book, there is a love triangle between Dwayne, Maddie, and Rick, which is, I think, alluded to in the game, but not outright said, which I thought was interesting. And the second thing, which I personally think is hilarious, is <laughs> in the game... Nancy walks in on a bomb in Rick's dressing room. This doesn't happen in the book. In the book, Nancy actually walks in on Bess and Rick making out. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Yeah, in the book, she walks Which in on is Bess. is incredible. And I understand why that wasn't in the game, obviously. But like, I just think it's funny that they substituted that with a bomb. Yeah, okay, so before we proceed, you just gave me some new information, and I feel like I need to take a shot at Soju right now. Be right back. <laughs> but yeah, I about Rick. I have a lot of things to say about <laughs> Rick, and we will get to that. But let's just say that this man needs to be stopped. Cancel <laughs> Rick Arlen. Rick Arlen needs to be stopped. <laughs> Yes. Alright, to start us off, we're going to talk about the plot. The plot for this is actually quite basic. It's just um, Nancy Drew is invited to New York City to stay with Maddie Jensen, a popular soap opera star. Maddie wants Nancy to investigate the death threats that her co-star Rick Arlen has been receiving throughout the game. Nancy discovers each character has a motive for threatening Rick. Which I think is pretty cool that like almost every single one is. But that's kind of also similar to the first game. Yes, but I think that in this game, the motives are a little more... I, get, I think it makes more sense to me than in the first game. Because I think that in this game, people have more believable reasons for hating Rick than some of the characters have for hating Jake. Or at least ones that would make more sense to want to murder someone than in the first game. Yeah, definitely. I had the opposite thoughts. I thought that 
maybe that's just me being drunk and not understanding <laughs> the plot or any anybody anybody's motives but i felt like in the first game they had more reasons to kill jake than people now wanting to kill rick and i feel like jealousy is just not a good enough reason or i don't know can someone explain to me like okay be before i speak any further maybe maybe jade you should explain what are the motives then i'll see if i'm changing my mind but based on my first impression i was just I'm about like, to do that yeah <laughs> yeah we can cut all this thing out <laughs> oh no you're good no, you're good. That th that was a perfect segue because I was just about to say I do have the motives written down if we'd like to hear them. Yes. All right. So for Maddie Jensen, um, she used to date Rick, but he dumped her in order to date Lillian. She went on a date with her agent, Dwayne, but it's um, evident she still has um, feelings for Rick. So her motive isn't really other than a jilted lover. Did Maddie date Dwayne in the game or just the book? Because I don't think it's mentioned in the game that Maddie and Dwayne ever dated. I didn't catch that in the game. Uh... I didn't catch it in the game, but according to what I read, it says that she went to date her agent. And this is on the Wikipedia page, so I don't know if they're basing that off the book or in the game. I don't remember that being mentioned in the game. Neither do I. But I don't know. I could have missed it, but I'm pretty sure it's not in there. All right. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> we'll have to. That's we'll something we can complain see. about. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. All right. Next person I have written down is Rick Arlen as being his own. Um, his own reason is he wanted to move out to Hollywood to pursue work and films. But because of his reputation with the ladies and his disloyalty with his contract, he is causing people to gossip. So the th like a theory there that he's sabotaging himself so he can get out of his contract. Uh, Dwayne Powers was jealous of Rick's success as an actor and the fact that Maddie still cared for him um was what i saw also the fact that uh, you know rick that was his agent and then rick decided to you know do his own things then we have millie strathorn sorry who spoiler alert it's my favorite character uh <laughs> Millie Strathorn um, sometimes confuses reality and fiction, believed that everything happening on the show is real, and because she hated Rick's character, she hated him, so she submitted story plot lines that killed him off the show. Uh, off? She, oh my gosh, she submitted storylines that killed him off of the show to the writers, however, they included, they didn't never included any of her stories in it. Lillian Wise, she dated Rick for a short period of time. Uh, she felt that he was only using her to advance his career, so she sent some um, bitter threats to him, um, including the poison chocolates and the angry love poem. However, when he started re uh, receiving additional threats, she began to investigate. Or did she? Dun, dun, dun. William Pappas was afraid that Rick was leaving the show and would and that would cause low ratings and potential cancellation. He was also furious that Rick broke his contract. Okay, so upon hearing all of this, I am still not convinced that, that enough people 
um, have good motives to do this all to Rick. Well, maybe the threatening nose, maybe some bad chocolate, uh, stuff to mm, fuck with him. I can deal with that. But to threaten his life, it like as leaving a bomb in his room. A bomb that actually explodes. I'm sorry, but that is just overkill. I don't think that him dumping Maddie uh, and breaking her heart is a good enough reason to blow him up. Or some jealousy from uh, Dwayne about him being uh, acclaimed as an actor. Or... Even uh, Millie, like Millie, she she hates Rick's character, Rory, but that's just also not a good reason for that. So, <laughs> it, it, and Lillian also, she's kind of she's kind of bitch from A to Z, <laughs> from the beginning to the end. She's just a bitch, but even she doesn't have a good enough reason to want to blow up Rick. No, I think that it's for. You know, all of the threats and stuff, it's basically for revenge, right? So I feel like all the characters in the game have a reason to want revenge on Rick. And I think I could see how at least some of the characters might be driven to murder. Because I think that, you know, being like a bitter ex or something like that, that anger could fester inside someone. And I could see how like that could turn into like a murderous rage. So I don't know. It just, I feel like everyone has a believable motive to want revenge on rick which is why i feel like their motives are more believable to me than in the previous that's game. not that is not my experience because this sounds very soap opera ish i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah i mean i get it i get it this is uh this is to parallel with some soap opera it is i get it it is possible that someone could be angry at an ex so much that they would want to kill to kill their ex it could happen but it is very unbelievable if rick hasn't done something really bad towards them like super bad and so far all i got from rick is that he's just a dick He's a woman <laughs> he's a womanizing dick. That's it. There's and he dumped both of these women. Yes, he used them, but it's like he hasn't done anything that bad as in my opinion. And uh also none of them sound or look like it, they are competent enough to build a homemade bomb in their basement. It's I mean, like, where know. did it go? <laughs> you never know. I mean, well, yeah, you never know. Some maybe making a bomb is is uh, easier than we thought. <laughs> I would like to see a tutorial on how to make a bomb on YouTube. <laughs> Don't let the uh, I FBI hear the cops knocking out. on your door. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I hear them knocking now. <laughs> so yeah, that but that's that's just me. I just think that um Rick hasn't done enough to warrant 
this kind of response towards him. I can see the hate. I can understand the hate. But to go so far as to cut out pieces in magazines, uh, letters, and just put them together, send bad chocolate and all of that, this is just, this is a lot of hatred. But like, what has he really done, really? What has he really done? He's just, he just used to get dumped you. Move on. Move on. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> True, I guess. I guess it's like, I can see how someone would, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, it's not realistic because this is supposed to be kind of soap opera-y. So within the yeah. context of that, I can, it makes sense to have characters who are so bitter about something like that. Yeah, like, you definitely have like, at least three very bitter, actually, well, four, I guess Millie's bitter, but very bitter women in Rick's life. But you also got Dwayne there. He's a little... <laughs> So, spoiler alert: the the culprit is um, <laughs> is Dwayne Powers. We did say there be spoilers. So I think I can just go ahead and say that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because at, you know two out of the four or five suspects have a kind of romantic motive, like as in like they dated Rick. But mm-hmm. the the threat, some of the threats seem like it. It seems like it's like. The person clearly hates Rick, but it, to me, felt like they also kind of had feelings for Rick. So when, when, so it feels to me like Dwayne had a little bit of a crush on Rick because, like, that poem that he writes him, I'm like, this is kind of kind of romantic. Like, well, it's a yeah. Shakespeare love sonnet that he rewrites to be like, "How much do I hate thee?" But I'm like, this has kind of an undertone to it. Well, I do think uh, it is Lillian who writes the angry love poem. Oh. I missed that. I missed that. Okay. No, so you're that, good. That, that checks out. Lillian's the one who sent who sent the poison chocolates and the angry love poem. Okay. But to, to be honest, though, there is still a big possibility that Rick and Dwayne had a fling. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be it's surprised. Possible. Dwayne is else of Rick. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne could have bitter ex energy. I could see it. It, well, apparently, um, this is going into the characters, but Dwayne is a failed actor who knew Maddie and Rick from their earlier days right? in theater camp. So I think he's just, when you meet him, you could tell he's just really jealous, really bitter, mm-hmm. very like, that should have been me, but it's him and he can't even act and he can't even do this and he can't even do that. and. You know, it's not the best motive, but... Dwayne gives a lot of... (laughs) If we're going to be talking about exes that were fooled by this man, we should (laughs) talk about Dwayne. Dwayne was fooled by Rick, by his good looks. Like, Dwayne called Rick a blonde-haired, blue-eyed fool. Yes. (laughs) And, And kept telling us that Rick got ahead in his career because of his good looks. Uh, I mean, am I... <laughs> we can't be the only one who noticed this. Like, <laughs> Dwayne it has a lot of energy, uh, hatred energy towards Rick, but if you read between the lines, this is really coming off as this, this man really fooled me with his good looks. I can't believe I fell for it. 
Mm -hmm. I can't believe I fell for him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, we'll we'll go more into Dwayne when we get to the character section, but yeah. Yeah. Aren't we already there? No, we you know what? <laughs> you know what? We've already gotten to Dwayne. We might as well talk about the rest in our is of the characters. Um but yeah, we could totally segue into the characters and we can start with Maddie Jensen since she is related to Dwayne in a way. Maddie and honestly all the women in this um in this game i find it kind of problematic how they were portrayed i mean maybe i am seeing or reading too much between the lines but i just i'm not vibing with any of the characters especially the women there because it seems that they were portrayed as better um women whose lives are affected by men mm -hmm. or they, their lives turn around men it's like the even lillian who's our quote-unquote girl boss even she turned out to to have been fooled by rick she turned out to have a lot of bitterness towards rick and her character is now centered all, all around her bitterness over her ex just like maddie but maybe a different vibe she's she is a bit more uh, rude she's a bit more angry um towards us for absolutely no reason but um all the women the way they are portrayed it's like their it's like their lives is now ruined by this man and I don't know, I just don't like where it went with this. Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like Lillian is the biggest example of that. With Maddie, she has this weird, like, oh, Rick isn't actually that bad energy. Like, she, yeah. when we first talked to her, like, and we find out that Maddie and Rick dated, she's like, no, no, like, Rick's a good guy. Like, he's not... He's not a player like that, even though Rick dumped her for Lillian. But she kind mm -hmm. of keeps making these excuses like, no, no, Rick is he's a good guy. He's not like what you think. But he is because we see firsthand by talking to him what a slime ball he is. So I just thought that was really interesting. She's kind of that female character who like is still madly in love with the main character and mm -hmm. will stand up for him no matter what and will praise him and put him on top of this pedestal whereas like Lillian's the opposite she sees his bullshit for what it is and yeah. um because Maddie doesn't seem to realize that Rick basically used her from the start considering how far back they go I I'm sure Maddie might have been like more promising than him and he's like uh get me in you know I I can barely remember if he like used her to get into the soap opera too but um he I probably did. don't know if they say that but possibly it's um, possible it's possible um Where? this is like not this is related to maddie but not related quite to the topic but um i thought it was very strange that maddie jensen who is supposed to be this like famous actress had to sublet an apartment i was about to say <laughs> So, I, I mean, I have a lot to say about this as well, because <laughs> can we just talk about how the fuck does yes. Anne Eloise afford this apartment? It's a exactly. two-floor townhouse 
out of Central Park. I made a list of possible ways she could have gotten this apartment. Here we go. Okay, so here oh, we go. Please. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so and Eloise married the son or the grandson of Josiah Crowley. Number one. That's number one. Um, number two. She has a side hustle that involves gags and chains. Okay. Uh, third one, she has an OnlyFans. And we have <laughs> yet... was 1999. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what came before OnlyFans? <laughs> I don't know what were... Craigslist. Yep. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm going with it. <laughs> I just always assumed that Aunt Eloise had uh, generational Drew wealth. Because I mean, look at her I'm house. Pretty, I'm pretty sure the Drews are loaded. And yeah. Aunt Eloise, it, she just works as a librarian just for something to do. But she low-key has like millions of dollars in the bank. I mean, Nancy, she takes the taxi like to go left, right, left, right, <laughs> all around New York. Like. Oh my god, the, the taxi bill. <laughs> the, there's no questions. This family is rich. <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure. And um, is Aunt? This is a dumb question on Aunt Eloise, even though she doesn't really pertain to this. Is Aunt Eloise like a great aunt, or is she like? I believe she's Carson's sister. I think she's oh. an aunt. I think of her as a lot older, like a crotchety old librarian <laughs> like, with money. Not because of her house in Florida. Do not get fooled about the ha- by the house <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> because the the house in New York is not that badly furnitured, decorated. I mean, it was still kind of... It has this old vibe, but it is, not, it is not as old as the house in Florida. It's just... Uh, Similar decor style, I feel like. Rainy. But... But yeah. still, like they, the the wallpaper wasn't that crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the the it it it, could, it still came across maybe forties fifties, uh maybe a 40, 50 year old person lives there. It it could go there. Uh, the house in Florida <laughs> that was that's a 70, 80 year old woman living there. I have one more thing to say about Maddie. Um, so if you go through her file, she has this, uh, her resume with all the TV shows or movies she's been in. Well, mm-hmm. all the TV shows she's been in and she has this skills section <laughs> and it had drama, dialects, gymnastics, stage fighting, firearms, skin diving, <laughs> kickboxing, ninja throwing stars. She does it she all. Was, she's good with children and animals, kite flying, and lizard wrangling. I mean, this this woman, has she acted in Crocodile Dundee or some shit? <laughs> she had to learn all of this. But, she's a Mary Sue. Yeah. She's a Mary I, Sue. <laughs> I, I, she's, she's the next teenage detective is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> For like I a 30-year-old so. woman. <laughs> they had okay lost opportunity when uh Dwayne was revealed to be the villain and all of this um they lost an opportunity to have Maddie there and 
throwing ninja stars at Blaine. <laughs> yes. Just saying, show, show, show her having some skills and show her like being badass, you know? I want to see her do a cartwheel and then throw a ninja star at the end while wrangling lizards. You yes. know, if this had happened, this game would have skyrocketed. <laughs> skyrocketed. Right in the top 10 of most people's list, I guarantee you, they lost an opportunity there. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, oh my god, who should I move on to? Uh, let's talk about our main man, Rick Arlen. Um, he is the co-star in Light of Our Love. He is breaking his contract to transfer to films. He's a ladies' man, as we said. You know, he's got dead flowers, chocolates, bombs, and a broken watch. You know, living the dream, Rick Arlen the dick. So, Rick Arlen, um, he is the reason why people started the hashtag MeToo movement. Fuck. He should reevaluate how he talks to teenage girls and fast. Before oh God, he yes. becomes the poster child for that movement. I will mm-hmm. say she is 18 in this game, but still. Yeah, no. <laughs> but no. Even if you're 18, yeah, that's no. still so young. That's like, 18 is like, I don't even consider 18 to be an adult, even though that's the legal adult age. Yeah. Like, if you're 18, you're basically a teenager. So I I don't know how old Rick and Maddie are supposed to be. I'm assuming 30s or older. Exactly. So it's creepy. You shouldn't creepy. be doing it. Technically, uh, isn't a teenager, like, up until 19? Like, uh, because exactly. 18? Legally, it's 18 here. But um, it, in my opinion, yeah, I, th- I don't think you're an adult until 21. I didn't feel like an adult at 18, and I still Not don't at, at 26. <laughs> So here I have a list of all the things that Rick said that should oh put my him, God. that should put him in jail. Please share. Hello, gorgeous. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> oh, no. Hiding from you. I've always been a lucky guy. I just met you, Miss Drew. Admit it. You find me irresistible, don't you, Nancy? and he would end whatever he says would stay beautiful and last but not least because he should definitely go to jail for this I see you can't get enough of me do I drive you wild no yes I remember that one and I gagged that was probably the most (laughs) inappropriate thing he ever said to Nancy I mean is there Anything else we need to say about Rick? This nope. guy needs to be put behind bars. Period. <laughs> call the FBI. Call someone. Call the authorities here. <laughs> I will say that um, Rick is a terrible actor. <laughs> like, yep. If you listen to like that scene where you see them filming filming Light of Our Love, he sucks at acting. So I'm not sure how he's even getting movie deals because, oh my god, I don't want to see you, Serena. I don't, I don't want to see, want you, to Serena. see you, Serena. Maybe Dwayne was right. Maybe Dwayne was right. Maybe it's his uh, beautiful, no talent, good looks. 
It's the the good. It's dog. being a conventionally <laughs> attractive white man is what it is. I literally oh. wrote down full of him. Couldn't care less about him. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally did not want to help him. Like yeah. I don't remember his file. Have we found his file in the office? Because if there is indeed a resume from him, all in his the skills, all you would say is knows how to look at themselves in the mirror. There or is a resume like for him. I do not remember what it says. I believe that you find out that his name is not actually Rick Arlen, mm-hmm. that he changed it. And oh um, yeah. I don't know. There's a bit of a... I'm not sure what to call it because I believe his last name is like... It sounded like Polish or something to me, which I has its own implications of like him like anglicizing his name to, you know, fit in in Hollywood and stuff. But I, I don't remember what exactly it was, but it was like something Kowski. Um, well, it says that extended family, her, his aunt is Mimi Arbertuski. Yeah. Yeah. So his, he changed his name to Arlen from that, I guess, because it didn't sound cool enough. But I just thought it was interesting that he had like kind of a, like a foreign sounding last name. So. Oh, yeah. Now that I see it, I see it in his history. It says that his real last name is Arbertuski. Yeah, okay. Richard Arbertuski. Or Tusky. Arbertuski. Sorry if we... Oh, missed. they have his age listed as middle-aged. Oh, ew. That's even worse. I don't know if they mean, like, 40s as middle-aged, but... Yeah, that's even worse. If, that's, if he's, like, in his 40s hitting on an 18-year-old, ick. Well, oh, even if he's 30, no. Yeah. <laughs> even if yeah. he's 30. Any yeah. age that is above Nancy's age. Makes it bad, but yeah, and also we can't forget about the fact that he's a star, well, quote unquote star, and uh, she's just a young girl who's not yeah. in the, even in yeah. the entertainment industry. It's like, um, no, <laughs> yeah. So, um, he actually to make Rick even worse and more of a awful of himself he was actually sending the first notes to himself out of vanity and signing them with bt kaiser which was an anagram of his real name arbertuski oh i missed that detail too that's very interesting i missed a lot of details. nancy drew wiki yeah. for the win yes yeah. uh can you tell that we were bored and drunk <laughs> <laughs> can you tell yeah <laughs> what bothers me is that they wrote that nancy finds him cute no when is that? Ever- I feel like that is not made obvious in the game because Nancy's no. like very sarcastic to him. Yeah, yeah she she did speak to Lillian though. Um, she was like, "So Rick is acting like that with me. Should I take this seriously?" And I, I wanted to shake Nancy. It's like, Nancy, come on, please, girl, don't. Assume that she was trying to like get the dirt on the situation. And was kind of, like, playing innocent with Lillian, being like, oh, you know, Rick's flirting with me, and to see how Lillian would would react, but... I hope so. (laughs) Alright, let's talk about Lillian. Bad boss Lillian. Lillian, please stop, uh... Yeah, you're so mean. What have I done to you? (laughs) She's described as the cranky director of Light of Our Love. (laughs) 
<laughs> she is one of the hearts that Rick has broken. She seems very angry about it. She kind of just, she's also the one who like sent him the poison chocolates and the angry love poem. But um, she still does kind of um, care for him. But she does believe that he used her to advance his career, which makes sense considering the boy can't act. Yeah, I mean, Lillian is basically just that stereotypical, like, jaded bitch. Because, <laughs> like, you know, some dude broke her heart, and she's, like, just bitter about it and never gets over it and just takes it out on everyone around her, so. She also kicks out Nancy. Yeah, like, she's just rude to Nancy for no reason. Mm-hmm. Just be- and it seems to be implied that Lillian is just bitter because of what rick did to her and that's turned her into a mean crotchety old like witch basically and i don't know i mean that's really all there is to her like she's just mean all the time yeah there's there's not much to her she has an interesting haircut blue blazer white white shirt (laughs) i don't know she lives in her office yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I mean, she gets a good ending. She gets to become, like, a film director or something in L.A. Yeah. But, and I hope that she became less mean. But, yeah. yeah I don't know. Not much to say about Lillian. There really well, is. Well, it is the film industry. Uh, do anybody get softer working in there? Probably not. Yeah. I don't think we have much to say about Lillian other than very cranky. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then we have William Bill Pappas. Um, he is the elderly producer of Light of Our Love, and um, Rick broke a deal with him. So the theory is, could he be sending threats for revenge, as per the typical plot? So he's just kind of an angry old man. We don't really know much about him. Have we ever seen this guy? We have- no. No, but he's considered one of the culprits. He is, and I think that it's a shame that we didn't get to see him, because the fact that you actually can accuse bill pappas at the end of the game you can say that you think bill pappas did it it's kind Mm -hmm. of a shame that we don't get to see him this was a thing in the last game uh secrets can kill as well where there's you know suspects where we don't actually meet them and i don't like when the nancy drew games do that i think Mm -hmm. bill pappas should have been somebody we could have talked to in person for him to be such a major suspect Exactly. There's not much to go off about him because of that, other than Rick kind of fucking him over a little bit. (laughs) We also have the random character of Owen W. Spader. (laughs) (laughs) Who is he again? He's the mysterious stagehand that always seems to be on set when accidents and threats appear. Yet you never are able to come face to face with him. He's recently been employed by Dwayne Powers Agency. That is all he is there for, but yet he has a full-on name. <laughs> he does. And spoiler alert, everybody. Um, Owen Spader is Dwayne Powers. Owen Spader is an anagram for Dwayne Powers. Mm-hmm. Is Dwayne the one who set us uh, the clock at Maddie's house? There was this box with a clock Yes, on it. I believe it, that was him. Oh, that is so nice of him. <laughs> Didn't wasn't it smashed though? Wow. Or no, it like goes it off is, or something. Yeah, it, yeah, it is a functional clock. So thank you. I forgive you. We love having free stuff. There's not much to go off of other than that's just that's just Dwayne. Um. Oh my god, I almost forgot my favorite character, Millie Stradhorn. <laughs> 
Millie Stradhorn, the prop master at the studio. Can I yeah. ask you why is this is your favorite character? She's quirky. Okay, well, in the whole <laughs> franchise or in this game? In this game. Okay, uh, I was I was kind of scared just now. <laughs> I just think safe. she's really quirky and she is just far out there. And sometimes you just need that really quirky character to break the, like... I don't know, the other characters up a little bit. <laughs> I did not like Millie. I found her pretty annoying. I thought her voice was really annoying, and I I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't on board with Millie. I just thought she was so funny because the voice was so bad. And just, oh, it was so I'm, bad. I'm easily entertained by dumb things. So the fact that she's the Riddler is funny, too. Like, she gives us riddles. I just, I find it, her character as a whole, just, like, funny that it exists because she's also the founder and owner of the studio <laughs> yet she's in the prop room well see i think that it feels like that the network was like well you know millie's kind of starting to lose it up there and but she's the owner of the company and we've got to let her do something so like we'll we'll have her work in the prop room and stay out of our way. Yeah, a fun fact is that Lonnie Manella actually voices Millie. Okay. So Nancy is Millie. Honestly, though, I have no <laughs> thoughts about Millie. Dang. Yeah, I mean, I never suspected her for a second as being the one who was doing all of this. So... Yeah, she's just kind of there. I would say... My favorite character? Okay, let's talk about our favorite character. Let's talk about the cab driver. <laughs> you skipped Ralph Gardino, though. Security guard my Ralph. man like this. <laughs> That's my other favorite. I like the characters that don't matter to the plot. <laughs> you know what? You are absolutely right. The way he tackled... Dwayne <laughs> at the end was iconic, so yes. you know what? He is up there. Ralph is the only good person in Literally. this game. Ralph is just a national treasure. I love him. He is great. <laughs> I was like uh, very scared that Ralph was Bill Papas. He's related, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh right. He's really? Bill Pappas's son-in-law or something, right? Cousin-in-law. Cousin-in-law. Is, yeah. Right, I forgot about that. His enemy is Dwayne Powers. <laughs> really? Does it say why? He just, just hates Dwayne? It just says his enemy is Dwayne Powers in the social information on the Nancy Drew Oh, I, <laughs> I must have missed something. I, I have no idea why they would say that. I don't think Ralph ever talks about Dwayne. Honestly, I like him more than Millie, but I just like the characters who have nothing to do with the plot in this because the plot's just yeah. like, all right. Uh, but I love his last name, Gardino. Gardino. He has guard in his name. He's also the only character in the entire series to have fully animated character model and to appear wow. regularly throughout the game wow. and not considered a suspect. Good for Ralph. He's a trailblazer. Alright, now we can get to the piece de resistance. Cab drivers. I will give him props. He gets Nancy anywhere she needs to in the fastest period of time. 
He must be the best cab driver in the whole New York City. So props to him. Which one? Well, all of them. You know, they work as one. They are <laughs> cab driver. <laughs> they are all the cab drivers. <laughs> you know, if you have played Mass Effect, it's basically Legion. They are <laughs> they are cab driver. <laughs> uh, you got me snorting over here. <laughs> I will say though, there's one taxi driver which mm-hmm. offended me deeply, and that is the one with the god awful Indian accent. I have in my notes that the uh, this particular taxi driver's voice is a hate crime. I felt <laughs> I felt personally attacked as an Indian person I having think. to hear this accent. It her interactive. What were you thinking? Um, yeah. This is that has to be like one of the most offensive. Well, not the most offensive. It has to be up there on the list. One of the most offensive shit you guys have ever done. Because I, why would you think this was okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, just hate it. I wish that they would like patch it out or something because I fucking hate it. Yeah, I literally have cab drivers offensive, like written. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 Bronx guy or whatever. He's funny, yeah. and, but then I have the word offensive next to it at the same time. Yeah, in my notes, it's a uh, cab driver, cab driver, but slightly different cab driver with a pretty terrible accent. Cab driver, but I don't know if it's the same as cab driver one. <laughs> it's basically, yes. So basically, they all meshed out to be just cab driver. Yeah. I don't even know who is who anymore. Yeah. They're all cab driver. But yeah. yeah, there is, I think that the one with the terrible accent, it's, it's her attractive. This is... Also the 90s. This is where we all started here. When they have a meeting about a new Nancy Drew game, what are they looking for first? Okay, how many stereotypes <laughs> can we fit in? Uh, okay, the accents. Can you make it this accent, but like make it a hundred times worse and a hundred times more exaggerated? Thank you. Just to oh show that you are from that place. <laughs> We will certainly talk about this more when we get to the Shadow at the Water's Edge episode, because there's a lot to say about those accents. Uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> I was an Asian studies major in college. Don't even get me started. Yes. No, we need to keep all the good stuff for that episode. All right. All right. And then just to touch a little bit on the phone conversations, I believe we could talk to Ned, Bess, and... George. Yes, we can call Bess, and I think she is with George. We can call Ned. Ned, and um, these are all the old voice actors, so it's yeah. Weird. So I actually have a note about this because I hated the voice actor for Ned in this game. Right, his voice was uh, terrible in my opinion, and also like the flirting made me gag. Oh, oh same. disgusting! Like the flirting between ned and nancy was some of the cringiest shit i have ever had to listen to because the officially the part where nancy's like i would still love you even if you were hairless and toothless what like Like what how i i don't even just so cringe hey okay so i will say this for ned it's a no 
but <laughs> I still like the voice. Um, maybe for something else, because I found the voice really soothing. It's just uh, for the character, maybe not. But mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing or hearing the voice in something else, maybe more uh, appropriate for that voice. Another role, maybe. But I didn't hate the voice. I actually liked it. It was really soothing. For some reason, I my ears was like, okay, well, I, I like it. It's, uh, it's flowing well. It, he has a good uh, intonation and everything. But he sounded older. He sounded older than he should be. Mm -hmm. So maybe an older mm -hmm. character, an older uh, phone character, maybe. Um, not Ned, but but yeah, that's my two cents on it. I yeah. didn't hate the voice. There's yeah. not much to say about the phone conversations other than that they exist and they are the older voices. I can't remember if it's the other George. George, George, I'm glad you got rid of George. Get, get, a, get her out of me. And then Bess was weird, but it's just, it's just startling after playing and having the same voices for so long, and then yeah. going back. I will also say that the phone conversation with Ned is probably the most enthusiastic that Nancy is towards Ned. She's like, "I miss you so much, and I love you." Yeah. And Nancy never acts like that in the other games, so. That's interesting too. This this seems to be like the happiest she ever was with Ned. She, yeah, yeah, that's that's how it was until Frank showed up. Yeah, and ruined everything. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I disagree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I totally don't ship Nancy with, with yeah Frank. Yep. Hold on, Jade. Did you just introduce us our? another podcast episode idea the ship wars <laughs> ship wars between between us <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe maybe i will admit they did date in the books yes they did <laughs> it's canon do we have any more characters to go through no, that is all of our characters so we can okay. actually move on to environment gameplay puzzles Music, all that shebang. You know, we cannot be talking about Stay Tuned for Danger without talking about the Photoshop photos. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad you brought it up. Yeah, it's awful. It's really funny to look at because it's so bad. <laughs> I rate the Photoshop uh, Rick Arlen out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't agree more, but I, you know, this is also the first time that we're getting 3D characters, considering the previous game. Um, I would like to point out that the lip flaps are horrible, but I can't complain because it's the 90s, so what am I gonna do? Yeah, the animation is pretty bad. Um, I yeah. had in my notes that both uh, Maddie and Ralph look like animatronics. The way they yes. both kind of move around is really unnatural. They look like robots or like those things you see at a Chuck E. Cheese. I literally have lip flaps written in my notes. I'm like, we need to talk about the lip flaps. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's it's pretty bad and pretty distracting, honestly. It's like good for them for trying. Like they yeah. tried. It is the 90s. And after their first game, having the 2D characters within a 3D, you know, that this is their first time doing the 3D characters. 
they're good for what they are. They at least look human. That's all we can ask for is that they look human. But those lip flaps just, I can't, I can't, and I can't, I literally cannot remember. Like my ADHD is just like, uh, I can't remember if the hands moved at all or if they sat still. They make gestures sometimes. Like they at least do. Maddie makes gestures at times, which are also very awkward. That's what I thought. I, I'm like, my, my memory's like, they make gestures, but for the most part, they're sitting still, which I mean, for the time period, we can't, I guess we can't complain. Yeah, they too tried. Too much. They tried. Um, and that's pretty much kind of the only animation we get is with the yeah. characters. I saw that they had a lot more locations than the previous yes. game. I appreciated that. They they had all these different rooms, these different passages. So it was a really it was really a big step up from the previous game. I think that they were going the right direction with that. I mean I've never had a bad thing to say about any of the art uh locations they they they're all good to be honest um but it is of course the 3d character animation that they really needed to Hands work out. on and yeah they they got they got their footing there this is where it first started uh and it, it will take a few more games maybe to get the hang of it yeah. and make it not look so creepy <laughs> so yeah. animatronics but I really appreciate that now they were like okay so it is time to try out something mm-hmm. new it is time to make it 3D art yeah the characters are like more set into their environment compared to the first one not that I had any issues with the 2D um, because that is e- that was easier to animate at the time, so you you gotta have mad respect for them trying, considering not many, like it was real blocky still within the animation for at least video games. Uh, hard to compare it to anything else during that time, considering I'm pretty sure Toy Story was already out. But um, the environment definitely. Um, is larger and there's more to do and I feel like it's easier to navigate than our first one as well like they actually like thought it out a little bit better and there's like more rooms you could go into too which is nice Um, but you kind of really only have the tv set Dwayne's office and what the apartment yes so it's still three locations why was uh, why was uh, Dwayne's office in this like dirty building? I mean, it's Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, I think it's supposed to show that Dwayne is not really doing very well. Like we see all these overdue yeah. bills in his office, and yeah, I think it's just supposed oh. to show that he's he's just not really doing well financially, and his business is failing. So he's in this like dingy apartment building, and you'll you'll see a ton of unpaid bills and like debts and stuff in his office so yeah i think it's just supposed to be to show that yeah it makes sense and we now pretty much got a good look on how Dwayne is maybe uh one of the most potential guilty character yeah i i think he has the strongest motive 
mm-hmm. out of the characters. And nothing brings out the worst than uh, being in a bad financial situation. The bitterness yeah. that comes out of it. Yeah, especially like looking into his office, seeing where he's located, seeing all the overdue bills. It like helps kind of solidify that whole plot line for him when you add in the environment and like the things around him. Um, I have a fun fact about um, uh, Aunt Eloise slash Maddie's apartment. So there is a locked drawer in the roll top desk in the apartment, which you cannot open because the programmers forgot to put the key in the game. So there was a drawer in that desk that was meant to have a clue in it, but you can't o- you can't ever open that drawer because there's no key for it. That's funny. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Did the programmers ever say what the clue was? No, I I don't think it's something that's super relevant, but um, they just forgot to make a key, so you just can't <laughs> ever open that drawer. Iconic. I added the code in the key for the drawer. <laughs> ah, well, too late now. Yeah. <laughs> we shall never know what's inside that drawer and it will haunt us forever. Does anybody have retained anything about gameplay and puzzles? This is the one area where I absolutely passed uh... out during. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I have written down like a lot of basic puzzles, like the flipping and matching. Uh... Yeah, there's a piano puzzle, like music notes. So we have that for the, I think, the first time, and then I think this is our first clock puzzle, like the big grand clock staple of Nancy Drew. <laughs> I feel like in this game, there, I felt that there were not a lot of puzzles until the end. Like it really picks up towards the end of the game. There were some little pu- challenges mm-hmm. I don't really consider puzzles, and. Um, but one thing I will say about the gameplay is I thought it was a little annoying that you can break the game if you don't grab the pliers at the right time. So basically, if you don't take the pliers from the prop room before, I think, the second day, before you um, see the bomb in Rick's room, you will like never be able to proceed in the game. And oh. you'll basically have to start over because... Once you go into Rick's dressing room, you are basically stuck in there. And so it's, I don't know, it's like when it, there's a few of those things in Ancient Drew games where you can break the game by doing things in the wrong order. And I thought yeah. that was annoying because players might not know they need to grab those pliers. So, and the other thing I had is that I've noticed that every time they have a Tower of Hanoi puzzle in an Ancient Drew game, it just never <laughs> makes sense. Like, there's a Tower of Hanoi puzzle in the prop room, but to me, I'm like, why can't you just pick up all the rings and put them down? Like, I know that's not what a Tower of Hanoi puzzle is, but the way they have it and what it's supposed to accomplish, it doesn't make sense for it to be there. So I don't know. That just kind of bothered me. Yeah, I had that down. It's like one of the like basic puzzles where I was like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, why is this a thing? I also have... Um, so, like, to go off of, like, the pliers thing is when you walk into his room and the bomb happens. Why is it that every time you have to unscrew 
the screws on the tape recorder, it goes back into your inventory. Oh my god, yeah, that, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that is also very annoying. A very little detail, but I was, I noticed it and I got very angry. I was like, that would piss me off. Because you have suspenseful music going on the minute you walk in there. And you have to grab the screwdriver four times. Also, like, how are we supposed to know which chord to cut? Magic. I think you just have to guess because I'm not sure how you're supposed to solve that puzzle. I honestly don't remember, but... Neither do I. Yeah, I I was just like, okay, yes, we get it. Nessie can disarm bombs. We get it. She's <laughs> she can do everything. Okay. She's Mary Sue. What? Like I yeah. I would have learned how to disarm bombs if people made tutorials for YouTube about it, but nobody does. <laughs> Say the end game puzzle is insane. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so basically what it is is when Dwayne attacks you, you have to try to open the doors of the set. Well, first you have to pull the fire alarm. So the fire alarm is going off, and you have to do this puzzle, which is basically a puzzle that you see in a lot of Nancy Drew games, which is you randomly click to guess the correct sequence, and it's different every time. And oh my god, what a sensory nightmare! There's this alarm just blaring, and you're having to keep clicking. It's I don't know what, I don't know who thought of this. It's a nightmare. To be honest, this whole game has been full of sensory nightmares. Yeah, like that intercom at Dwayne's. Especially if you have uh in terms of audio sensory issues, um this game is not for you. It there is a lot of sounds in this game just like on top of stressful music but like just alarms um and people who are like hurry up nancy there's a lot going on so if uh you have a problem with sensory issues you might want to stay clear of this game yeah definitely yeah for sure i'm glad they kind of fixed it they toned it down in the future games, but that game was on crack. Yeah. <laughs> that... You know, it's like they tried to do too much, and they toned it down in later games for sure, but this one is just very chaotic. Yeah, I don't do well under high stress. The minute suspenseful music comes on, I'm like, ah, <laughs> fuck, oh no, what's going on? Where should I be? What am I doing? I was in this situation and I had Lillian be like, hurry up, Nancy. I would turn around <laughs> and I'd be like, bitch, you do it yourself then. You do it then. I'll be in the corner drinking. You you take care of it. Oh, yeah, she does show up at the end. Why? I can't yeah. remember why she shows up at the end. She calls you and says, that's right. So she figures out that it's Dwayne before Nancy does. Because she calls you and she says, like, can you come to set? I think I know what's going on. And that's when you can talk to her and you can accuse someone. And she'll be like, wait, no, I thought it was Dwayne. So you find out that Lillian has been doing her own investigation as well and figures it out before Nancy does. The fact that she's here, she's like useless. One note I wanted to point out before we go where I wanted to go is that Dwayne knows how to make a dramatic entrance. 
when the, she said, I think it is, that everything fades to black and he says in the intercom, <laughs> Dwayne. I forgot about that. Yeah. And, uh, what is it, Dwayne Johnson? Dwayne Dwayne Power. Power. <laughs> Dwayne Dwayne Power. I'm so sorry. Don't I slander am the rock like very... this. Very. <laughs> no. Dwayne Johnson's in the window. She's staring down at you. I will not edit <laughs> this out. I'm so sorry. I am so tipsy right now. Sarah, please make this the clip you post on social media. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, basically, uh, it, face to black and he said Dwayne Powers in the intercom and you and you, then you see him upstairs in the window with his hands on his hips and he <laughs> just looks so cool I'm like you know what you know how to make a dramatic entrance maybe the maybe the show business is for you you're absolutely yeah. right okay so where I was going is that if you do fail to open the door he comes towards you and just keeps walking and there's this yes. light uh, this red light against him and it, it's not just one second he just comes slowly towards you and it's so freaking creepy i don't know if any of the other games the other games are creepy as well they are creepy as well but maybe not as creepy as Dwayne. And his fingers like twitching like yeah i mean you basically it fades to black as he's moving to choke you and very slowly with fingers twitching <laughs> yeah you, you slowly see them come up and yeah it is very creepy i agree i want to ask miss uh, uh, lillian over here why didn't she come to fight him with us she doesn't have ninja stars two people Against Dwayne, I mean, yes, he's a dude. But we're two women. We're badass. We could have taken him out. But apparently she just stays right here and be like, well, Nancy, you fucked up. He's going to kill us. Good job. You got to give yeah. Ralph his shining moment. That's no, why. We got to give Maddie her shining moment with her ninja throwing stars. stars. <laughs> And her lizard, lizard wrangling or whatever. <laughs> Send in yeah. the lizards! It should have been Maddie. <laughs> this is the scene where they could have done the backflip with the ninja stars and... <laughs> oh my gosh, like, those backflips from the movie Bring It On, she just comes at him doing the backflips <laughs> and then lands on his head oh man that would have been so good yeah i don't know like it's because nancy tells lillian to hide so was she she i, I don't know if she's hiding or if she somehow escapes but maybe she goes and gets ralph maybe she does or maybe she went to go get a latte and just watch us <laughs> do the whole work i'd like to give her yeah, more maybe. credit <laughs> You're just sitting there and latte sipping behind a corner going, ooh, look at those fingers. <laughs> As Dwayne the Rock Johnson says, do you smell what I'm cooking? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dwayne Powers. <laughs> oh my god. The one time that that line would work, him standing over just going, do you smell 
<laughs> the rock is cooking. Uh, so, do we have anything to say about music? Other than suspenseful music, got nothing. <laughs> I I liked the suspense, suspenseful music. I did not like the beginning of the game music. I thought it was boring. Um, most of the ambient music I found to be pretty boring. So I, yeah. I really didn't have much to say about it. I, I wasn't really a fan overall. Uh, that's why I only mentioned it for the um, suspenseful stuff. Yeah. Honestly, right now, maybe this is the alcohol, but I only remember the music from Aunt Eloise's house in Florida. It's pretty similar to that, the background music at the beginning of the game. It's like, I, I didn't like it. It's pretty boring. Me too, but this is the only music I can remember right now. I, I guess I didn't really have anything to say about music. That's okay. <laughs> these- there's really not much to say, in my opinion. Not in these two games. There's not really much in the beginning music. I guess I would move us on to the, our overall final impression and rating. You weren't here for the ratings uh, of the first episode, Nikki. I was not. Yeah, so basically we give um, a score out of 10 for the game in question. Okay. And any other things that you want to say? Any other final impressions and overall feeling about it? Your conclusion, basically. Sounds good. Okay, do you want to go first, Jade? What I have written... It's very short, very sweet, but I can elaborate. As I have three out of ten fun but not memorable. <laughs> Maybe a three point five on a good day. <laughs> Honestly, it's good, but it's really is really not my favorite. Um it is I do remember it better than I remember the first one. Um Wait, didn't of... you give three the first game though? Wait, who Yes or was it Okay. I gave it a three or a four. I think I gave the um, remake a higher score because I've only played the remake, so technically I ain't got much. <laughs> this one I do own on CD, so or DVD or yeah, CD. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't played the game. I oh, okay. I did play the I game. I have played. <laughs> I I played the game halfway there. No, not even halfway there. Like a quarter there, and I was like in bed uh, with Fisher and he slept right next to me and I was like, Fisher, wake up. I need your help. I I, I don't know what to do. Like, I need your help. And he was like, no, leave me alone. (laughs) And I was like, okay, fine. I give up. And that's how I, that's my story with Stay Tuned for Danger. <laughs> yeah, the last time I played it is probably when I got the game, which would have been when my best friend from high school found it for me because she knew I was obsessed with Nancy Drew. Um, so she actually was trying to hunt down because I had all of the games from three up, and she was trying to hunt down one and two for me, but could only find two. That's a real MVP right there. Um, oh yeah, uh, can she be my friend? <laughs> She lives in Florida. She can get get you into Disney. Oh, nice! Can she... Oh man, give me your, give me her number. I want to be her friend. 
She goes to Disney like every week. I swear. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, let's let's all go to Jade's friends. Yeah, she'd probably be cool with that. <laughs> It'd be well, a break from her kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she found it for me. I think for either Christmas or my birthday, and I think that's the only time I've played it, and the other times I've only watched. So I. You know, I don't really remember if I beat it. I probably did, but I probably cheated halfway through with a walkthrough. I'm going to admit it. <laughs> Honestly, though, um, I did watch someone play it, a video. I didn't finish the game. And to be honest, I I think it is a missed opportunity, the whole game. Um, the premise is very interesting. It is in New York. It is about a TV show, a soap opera. Someone's trying to kill an actor. There's a lot of drama. There is a lot of shade. There is a lot of jealousy. I mean, it is all the formula for a good soap opera over here. And they could have made it more interesting, made it more captivating. But in my opinion, there was... Some characters had more spotlight, but overall, it's um, it it feels like it, all on in all the aspects, it was close but not there in terms of puzzles, especially the puzzles. I can't remember any single one of them. They were there, but they were nothing that really retained my attention. Um, maybe the gameplay was there, but it's like at least at least they did something better than the first game. At least the puzzles were better, so I will definitely give it a score better than Secrets Can Kill. Mm -hmm. um, the characters they had more going on, but I feel like it is there's a lot of missed opportunity. There's not enough uh, about them. They were more exaggerated, but do you barely talk to them? Talk to each. If you think about it, you only talk to them once or twice, and that's it. You could finish the game. If you think about it. That's true, the, yeah. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, it is still the second game, but it is not fully there. I would have to say, if you want something really well-rounded, you would wait you would stick around for game number three <laughs> but yeah this is basically a plus for effort but you can do better than this mm -hmm. i would give it a f hey it's tina from editing so initially during recording i gave the game a four out of ten which is not what i meant to do I meant to give it a 5 out of 10, which is a bigger score than Secret Skin Kill Original. I was tipsy beyond belief and my brain wasn't functioning, so I learned my lesson. I will be keeping notes, <laughs> better notes for next times. But yeah, back to the show. It's not the worst, but you know, they, they, they did try, but they didn't impress me that much. Yeah. That's why I just gave it like a 3.5. <laughs> yeah, um, I kind of felt the same as you, Tina. I think that 
the premise of this game was really fun. I really like the story, you know, kind of having this soap opera type of plot with, you know, death threats and stuff like that. It's a really interesting premise for a game, but I think I feel similarly to how I felt about the last game is really interesting premise for a game but the game itself just kind of fell flat for me mm-hmm. and it wasn't as fun as i think it could have been you know the character models are definitely outdated they move really awkwardly but this was what 1999 so i feel like i could probably give them a pass for that and in my opinion there just weren't enough puzzles i wish that there had been more to do i think that throughout the game there's these little challenges that you have to solve but i wish there had been more real puzzles to solve so i i think i would give it a 5.5 out of 10 because i did enjoy this one more than secrets can kill but only slightly more so yeah oh yeah uh, while you're here since you haven't said your ratings for secrets can kill in the last episode do you mind sharing real quick what is your rating for secrets and can kill in this episode yeah sure so for Secrets Can Kill, I would actually rate the original higher than the remaster. And the reason for that is I there's something charming about the original for me. The I like the animated characters. I think the plot is really interesting, although I do feel that they could have done a lot more with it. The remaster, I don't like what they did to the characters. Um, they kind of stripped some of the personality out of them. I think that, you know, I don't like the way that the new remastered characters look. Like, Daryl looks way worse in the remaster <laughs> than the original. We did um, touch on that, yeah. <laughs> Connie looks like a gym teacher and not a high school student. And I don't like Hulk's voice in the new one at all. So, yeah, I, I think I enjoyed the original more. Is it different? Yeah, it's different. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. So I would say five for the original and three for the remaster. Thank you for joining us today, listening to the podcast of The Real Housewives of River Heights. You can find us on social media, such as Instagram at Real Housewives of River Heights and on Twitter at RHO River Heights. You can listen to The Real Housewives of River Heights on any of your streaming podcast services, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can feel free to follow some of our socials. Links are in our link tree. Thank you for joining us, and goodbye! Goodbye, my dogs! Goodbye! Hi, Sida from Editing Again. We forgot to mention a couple of things. If you are listening on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. And if you're listening on any other podcast platform, don't forget to give us a follow. And last but not least, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a rating. We really appreciate the feedback. And we also have some bloopers, so please enjoy! And today we're going to be talking about Nancy Drew. Stay tuned for to danger? For danger? What? Stay tuned, Stay tuned for, for danger, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, do you want to restart that? <laughs> do you want to restart the <laughs> sentence? Slip it in! <laughs> Alright, and today... Sh- we- <laughs> are you sure you have... Are you sure you didn't drink? 
<laughs> no, it's just anxiety. What a mood. Oh my god, I need I need alcohol. I don't have any because my mom doesn't drink. Alright. Sorry, I'm grabbing putty to redo that line. <laughs> oh my gosh, alright. Three, two, one. And today we're going to be talking about Nancy Drew. Stay tuned to danger. You still messed up. What is it? Because I have written down the wrong thing. Stay tuned for danger. It is for. It doesn't make sense in my brain. (laughs) My ADHD is in full front today, just so you know. Do you put this in like the blooper cut or something? There needs to be a blooper reel of me. (laughs) 